There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hey, I'm Mitch. And I'm Greg, and this is Side Note podcast where every episode we chat about life and what's stumping us right now. And then we research and splice in all the science and mind-blowing shiznit throughout so you are entertained while simultaneously learning. Today we're talking about Louis C.K. I remember the time I first heard him use the F-bomb as in the word related to gay people. We're going to say that a bunch on today's show so hopefully you're okay with that. Greg tells a really intense story about doing stand-up with a bunch of douchey dudes, and then we debate whether or not Louis C.K. should even be allowed to do comedy. Okay, so what did we learn this week? Oh, what did we learn this week? Ooh. Um, okay, this is what I think I learned about this week, because I spent a lot of time with Ernie, our puppy, and uh, it was by myself for the first time because Greg was away for work, and I feel like I... It's a mix of things. I learned like a little bit more patience because it was a lot harder to do it on my own. And then secondly, you kind of see the result of just like consistency and structure in Which a Which you dog. do not love. I love <laughs> a structure. You're right. I, I think I don't love it sometimes. But then when I saw the result of it, I was really happy that it was like coming yeah. together. Because at the beginning of the week, because it was a new structure, like it was just me having to do all the things. Chaos. It was really chaotic. And I felt like he was actually chaotic. And not like being bad, but like I was getting frustrated. Bad doggy. Bad girl, bad boy, whatever. Um, And then he eventually started like to listen and get the schedule and by the end of the week I actually like the last two days I was just like so happy and we were just like playing and cuddling and we oh were my going God. walks and it was great and so he's teaching you structure into it this is like a really backdoor way of me being like yes structure yeah, structure, <laughs> structure. <laughs> yeah so it was just nice it's a nice reminder that like sometimes things that you want to happen right away just don't and it's really frustrating it just takes like micro transactions through many days many years many whatever to f- see results and, and then that is life and I then feel you like die. that is a nice lesson for life you know you want to learn something you really just have to put in that time you want to lose weight or gain muscle it's like you want the results now but you just have to start you just have to put in put the time over long periods of time so that's what i learned what did you learn oh my god i love how you just like learn something simple but then it turned you into like oh my god you're gonna get a so jacked lesson. and so smart <laughs> um well I, I feel like i bring this up all the time but I, like what i really learned is that like the entertainment industry is an industry and so because we were in new york it was very interesting because we got to work with some really awesome people including Dorea mckesson danielle brooks from orange is the new black and literally my beyonce which which is kid fury from my favorite podcast the read uh-huh. so crystal is also the other host of the podcast <laughs> who's also my beyonce but it was insane we were so nervous rachel <clears throat> our producer also is obsessed with him my point is that like you glorify these people and this industry so much in your head. I always have done it my whole life, like literally bald my eyes out, you know, to every pop star ever. Hashtag gay. <laughs> but then you see it and it's like, they were so good. 
I loved working with them. They were so helpful, but they're exhausted. Yeah. It's like, it's not that fun to show up somewhere and have to like learn lines immediately. Like it just makes you realize that all these people that you like watch them just like perform at the VMAs or something. And you're like, their job is so sweet. Like they just, you just glorify this right. industry so much, but it's actually really hard. It, it's full of anxiety. And like we, they were so great to us, but we were asking them to do something really challenging. And they're just like putting myself in their shoes. I'm like, yeah, this sucks. They're showing up. I'm trying to like deliver science lines to a camera. Like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I put them through it, but I well, learned hopefully that they enjoyed it. I wasn't there, so I don't know, but I mean, hopefully there was end results is worth the pain. Oh yeah. And I think through, that right? it was a really important video that they were happy to contribute to. My point is just like, do not obsess over these people is a glorified job. And like, honestly, like, I don't know, it's just more challenging than it looks. Yeah, fair. I mean, we feel that, I feel. Like, uh, you see the behind the scenes. It's actually a big challenge. The I mean, BTS yeah. footage is depressing. <laughs> well, speaking of the industry, today our topic is very related to that. Uh, we are chatting about Louis C.K. Who today. was back. Who was back. Back in the news, uh, back in the headlines, barf. back performing. Uh, so When we were in New York, too, I was like, should I burn it down? Was it, there? Was it when you were there? Yeah, well, we got there the day after, oh, but yeah. Gosh. Okay, well, why don't we get into a little uh, story time right now and see what happens. Story time. Story time. Story time. Story time. We made a jingle. Ooh, we made a jingle. jingle. Like, there, like Finally put it together after like how many months? We're not in an old uh, bathroom right now we're not we're in like a very classy studio oh yeah we like fully bought like a 10 million dollar studio my Here we are. We're left not. leg is not on where like a where toilet, toilet should be, be. <laughs> which it like actually cat. isn't as disgusting when you look at it it looks like there's barf in it but i think it's insulation right uh it looks like dry barf anyways what? moving on okay so my first experience with louis ck well i guess it was maybe like it was right when we were starting ASAP Science just before then I think was the first time I'd ever seen him I was actually like living with a bunch of YouTubers at the time and they played one they had one of his specials on DVD and I at the time I thought he was really funny but I do remember like really distinctly that in one moment like he had his joke about faggot like the word faggot and being around all people I was the only gay person in this group of people and I could mm. instantly feel the room of people oh, not sure that. like everyone kind of looks to me to be like can he say that <sighs> like do you find it funny like they don't want to laugh until I laugh and at the time I don't know this is probably something we can debate about too but like I remember being a little confused because I was just like I understand the joke and I'm okay with comedy sometimes pushing limits but yeah, I don't know. And he was, if you've never heard the joke, the gist of it is that, like, to him, a faggot isn't a gay person. It's a shitty person. Like, when they were young, like, back in the whatever, the 50s or 60s, like, you would call someone a faggot for being a faggot, like, when they were an asshole. And then he'd be like, oh, I have no problem with, like, a guy sucking a dick. Like, oh, yeah, come over and suck my dick. You like, no. The history of the word faggot is full of many misconceptions, actually, but for the most part, it is very depressing. To start, yes, the word faggot does refer to a bundle of sticks, but the fact that they were a bunch of sticks used to burn gay people at the stake, which is commonly heard, is actually an urban legend. In Christian Europe, gay people were burned, but in England, where the word starts to be linked to gay men, when Parliament had made being gay like a capital offense, they would actually be hung and not burned. This is obviously horrifying and depressing to talk about, but the link between the bundle of sticks and gay men may be once again more linked to sexism than anything else. So faggot was an abusive term used towards older women in the 1600s. And because if you notice, offensive words towards queer men is usually based in sexism, i.e. calling us queens or sissies. This could be the link. Another theory is that faggots, i.e. this bundle of sticks, were extremely awkward to carry and awkward to have around, traits that heteronormative society have placed on gay men. The main takeaway now is that faggot is a term continually used by men to assert their masculinity over another man. 
By comparing another man to a gay man, they are calling them weak, feminine, and not straight. Studies show the term is still extremely common among young boys who use it as a form of gender policing, saying it to other men who don't prescribe to the typical masculine ideals society tells men to be. One study actually found the term faggot was much more common among white boys using it against other white boys, whereas black boys, for example, in this study were less concerned with gender policing other boys and were more likely to make fun of another boy who wasn't acting black enough. All in all, it is an incredibly horrible term to use, and yes, it does mean a bundle of sticks, but it wasn't necessarily linked directly to burning gay men and is more rooted in sexism. So, yeah, yeah, like, looking back, I mean, it's hard to say now because I do think, no matter what, lots of comedy ages, even if it's not, like, that could be a homophobic joke. But much a lot of comedy that isn't even necessarily homophobic or sexist or ageist or racist may not age well. And so it's hard to look back. That's an an old comedy special, maybe one of his first, I'm not sure. And I didn't, I wasn't super offended at the time, but it's also interesting just because I was also... You know, I had not been out for so long. I and guess. yeah, and I think all and you do is learn about what it like, like and like for a straight man nuanced. to be the person who gets to decide how that word is used. I think it, it would be very clear. I mean, actually, I don't know. Does Louis C.K. say the N word? I'm wondering. I, if oh it, my god, I hope not. I just have. I don't actually know, but I'm I'm like trying to make the equivalence, like because I feel like the N word is established in a way where it's like don't say that, but for some reason, like faggot. Yeah, like, I mean, I'm a, just said that. Yeah, like it's almost like society hasn't turned. It's like people still use that. Not that people don't use the N word ever, but I don't know. Well, yeah, it's less loaded maybe in the oppression. Like you know what I mean. Like like it is a different term. Like they're not really worth comparing. The response, yeah, like you. I don't know. Yeah, it's really not worth comparing, other than just to say like he was able to get away with it, and it was almost defining how I should react to it. You know, I'm sure there were gay men who have different feelings when even when they first saw it, but to come from, like, a straight man's mouth being like, yeah, I can use this word when I say it this way. Haha, <laughs> let me say it over and over and over because I'm actually calling And guys in the, like, I'm not homophobic, but... You made a video about that. Yeah. I'm not homophobic, but that's exactly what he did. He said, I'm... I don't, I love gay people, but if you're being a faggot, well, you're being a faggot. That's such is. a messed no, up thing No, he to was say. trying, he was trying to make the argument that the word itself had just become. Well, the, of course that he's shitty. never, he's never been which, called a which faggot. Which is the same thing as calling someone like the R word, right? Like that word's really cringy. It's really awful. And it also is, it, you shouldn't be synonymous with like something bad or something stupid or something whatever like when people say that word that's why others get offended because they're like there are people in this world that suffer mental disabilities or maybe have down syndrome or whatever don't use that word because that word was associated with those people same with like faggot it's associated with gay people no matter what we do and if you're using it as a term to mean shitty just stop doing that yeah, so so you don't. Yeah, he should not have said that joke. Is what you're saying, or you're confused about because you don't know. No, if it's I agree. He shouldn't or... have said. It. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I have a full opinion on it because at the time I do think I thought it was. Funny. Okay, well I do. He shouldn't have said that word because <laughs> um, it does. I mean, it doesn't make it makes so much sense to me. He's not the one who should be allowed to make those jokes. And I this this kind of leads into my. St- Story time? Are you done? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess mine wasn't so much a story. It was just like I remember that distinctly. Yeah, I remember that distinctly too. I remember that joke. It made me so upset because I remember thinking he was really funny that whole time I watched that special. And then as soon as he said that, it's like the air was sucked out of it for me. I was to like, be fair, why? I also not to like ramble about this, but I remember then watching his TV show and I think he addressed it with like some other comedian, like a gay comedian. Yeah, there was a white gay there, and yeah. I think that that was maybe him trying to be like, okay, I get that, I wouldn't do this joke now. 
Okay. Not to defend Louis C.K. Yeah, no, gonna, honestly, Louis C.K., <laughs> like, the more that you, you even saying that makes me mad, too. Because, the, okay, well, my story time is about, okay, I'm doing stand-up comedy now. I think mm. it's giving me a little bit more extra, like, um Yeah, you have, like, I'm a, like, you, you understand the that. industry now. Like, you're in it. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. I'm so, like, you do, like though. dark like, I, bars. I'm, I'm only ever so slightly involved because I see you, but, like, some world that we were never part of, now you're, like, actively in every week. And so I, like, only make sure that I invite you to actual good comedy shows, that, ones that don't, like, make you feel, like, you know, like, you've just been literally verbally attacked, which happens quite a bit, and that's what my story is about. So there is this show it happens on sunday nights and i go to it because it's a very interesting place to try my very like you know queer social justice jokes which work so well in specific spaces but i'm curious the way that like for predominantly like straight white men will respond to my jokes 25 years ago in 1993, the first ever openly gay comic performed on American television. Her name was Leah Delaria, and you may otherwise know her as Big Boo from Orange is the New Black. Within four minutes of her set, she had said the words dyke, fag, and queer 47 times, hoping to impact gay visibility by, quote, not just opening the door, but blowing the fucking door off with a blowtorch. But even for her today, comedy remains the last bastion of homophobia and sexism, a sphere where openly declaring one's prejudices is received with laughs instead of derision. For a long time, even some of the more known queer comedians of today, like Ellen DeGeneres or Wanda Sykes, were closeted until they had gained mainstream success. And while gay people may not be openly mocked in comedy specials anymore, like in this clip by Eddie Murphy. You can now, I did die jokes about homosexuals about a couple years ago, and faggots were mad. They were like, and they were, it's nothing like having a nation of fags looking for you. I'd be at parties, there's always two or three homosexuals at a party, and they'd be standing around looking at you, they'd be looking at you. He's an asshole. Homophobic jokes are still rampant. Even people like Jimmy Kimmel mocked Sean Hannity for being Donald Trump's bottom, and Stephen Colbert called the president's mouth Putin's cock holster. So we wanted to take a second to simply shout out some of our favorite gay comics right now, many of which Greg has introduced me to by being in the comedy world. People like Julio Torres, John Early, Patty Harrison, Joel Kim Booster, and Sam Jay. Go check them out on the internet and in person wherever you can. And it's a good place to test that out. And so it's so a, you're going there to like practice and be like, do other people that are outside of my community? Yeah, and also find it's like low funny. stakes because I actually don't give a shit about these people. <laughs> that sounds so rude, but like there are like there's no that's so. Well, rude. you obviously give there a are shit. people there you're are people going. there who I give a shit about, but I'm what I'm trying to talk about is that there are people there who are actually types of people that I they scare me. They mm -hmm. literally scare me, and uh -huh. they they I don't know if they call themselves comedians, but they're there every week and they go up, and I'm not exaggerating. They don't tell jokes they speak angrily it's so weird they there's three people in particular who go up week after week and they talk about like a bitch they met on a date like they'll say that like they'll talk about sluts they'll talk in this way that's like so disgusting and like they laugh at each other's jokes so it's very insular mm -hmm. and there's a lot of really great comics that come through there that sometimes they laugh and actually some of them i've gone to know and i talk to them after i'm like 
why do you laugh? Like, and they're like, well, you know, it's actually just so bad that they laugh because they're just like, how are these people real? Because what you think that they're is, is it because they're relying on these kind of like extreme words to get the, so th- the basic laugh that you can get if you say yes, like, Fuck if you, you say like if yeah, you say like, something extreme exactly. Right. And so it's people like it's like it's honestly like Louis C.K. saying that faggot joke, which I know prior to this a lot of people would be like he's so smart he he is good at subversion he's not a bad comic but he gives people this like umph to think they can do it and when they can't it's awful and so that's the thing like he a lot of people those people probably love louis ck and yeah louis ck is maybe like a bajillion times smarter than these people but they're trying to be louis ck so they're trying to subvert permission that like yeah we can say these words because it's so clever when it's like well you're not the clever one like you haven't thought of a clever way like literally they don't tell that's the other thing i'm like on top of it all like when i go (laughs) up and do my things people (laughs) laugh because i'm actually like i'm it's not even like i'm tooting my own toot my toot my fart toot i'm not tooting my own horn i'm literally just like i thought about the punchline like there's not punchlines like you and, sat down and wrote for a while. Yeah, it doesn't even like, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But sometimes people go like, Bleh. and I'm like, okay, that didn't work. But at least I went like for them, right. I'm literally like jaw agape, like I want to kill myself. And I like people don't believe me because I don't bring people here. But my friend Kaylee came recently because she was like had nothing to do on a, sat- a Sunday, and like literally she was squirming. It was like, oh, and it was a bad one. So, so awkward. My specific story, just before we get into this, is trying to paint a picture for people to understand that stand up comedy is a really weird place and so once it was this night i was so excited because there were four female comics who i looked up to who were sitting in front of me at this show where it's predominantly usually men and men who i don't you know have respect for so like the fact they were there i'm like okay when i perform i'm gonna listen for them for their laughter they're gonna watch my jokes like this is exciting maybe i'll get to know them Mm -hmm. and the guy went up before and he did the most disc like again no jokes making fun of like a hairy vagina like how gross it is to like go down on a girl, like just awful things. And these four girls start whispering to each other and they decide to get up and leave. Mm -hmm. So I get up and leave and I go up to them and I'm like, oh my God, hey, just like that was crazy. And they're like, that was crazy. They're like, this is, they're like, we're not going to spend our time here. Mm -hmm. We're going to go across the street and the four of us are going to write jokes together. Right, and they were like, "You can." They, actually, they didn't. They didn't invite me. I probably wouldn't have invited me. <laughs> I love how you like. And then but they're I like, was you like, can come. Can yeah. <laughs> like, no, but no, I was like, I was like, good for you. Like yeah. that's disgusting. And so I went back in, and the guy who went after was making fun of those four girls who left. He right. said that they smelled like bo. He said that they were. He literally verbally assaulted them after they left, and then he made fucked up gay jokes. So then I was like, okay, then I'm going to leave. <laughs> so I left because I was so uncomfortable. And again, I'm doing this all to myself. Like no one, I don't need to be going here on a Sunday. I left because he said faggot and he said this weird joke and I went outside and then I was actually next, but I had left. Mm-hmm. So when I came in, people were like, Greg Brown, Greg Brown. And someone, they were like, okay, I'll go to the next person. The next person went up and then they were like mad because I had like screwed up the order. And I was like, I'm here. And then they like kind of bombed and were like, it's because I didn't know I was going up. Oh, right. Okay. And then I went up and I did my Jordan Peterson jokes. <laughs> and, like, and just for oh, anyone who doesn't know, so Jordan Peterson dark. is a pseudoscientist um, yeah, who speaks in absolutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. And I just think it's just so important that people know that. And I think it's going to lead into our debate, which is that there doesn't that isn't necessary. Louis C.K., again, into our, in our debate is not necessary. OK, that's there, that's let's, okay. let's pause there because we're going right. into our debate like. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We, we obviously both have strong opinions against yeah. MCK, but like we have slightly different opinions that we're going to debate through so after we come back from our little break we will get to the debate <laughs> so for a debate debate time we have two points um they're not so so different but greg what are you uh what mitch point? loves louis ck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what point are you fighting for here so I don't know. I don't know if fighting is the right word. I think Arguing that Louis C.K. should not be a comedian anymore. Okay, and my point of view is that he can try to be a comedian, but then everyone needs to accept that people are gonna like shit on him for that and be really pissed. He has to accept it, and everyone arguing about it has to accept it. Um, okay, can which I go we first? can talk about the nuance. <laughs> well, I want to clarify for people who okay. don't know what happened. So let's oh, quickly okay. explain. Like he just recently went back and did a. Uh, uh, a stand-up uh, The Comedy open. Cellar, which is a famous comedy club. I think it's eight months after admitting to uh, sexual Not assault. even just admitting. Like, he got called out for it first. Oh, sorry. And but then, also, and then but also yeah. but admitting in a tweet yeah, that he's going to step back. Yeah. He said, he said, I'm going to step back. It's my time to now listen. Right. And so I think a lot of the like public online discussion that I saw was like, you know, we have to let people be forgiven and like we can't just be mad at someone forever they have to be able to grow from this and blah 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 so that's the the base of where our conversation is coming from but yeah you can you can take it off if you want okay so the first thing i'm going to say is i think i'm going to attack this as someone who has started to comedy okay louis ck right he is arguably one of the most famous comedians in the world. I, th- I think he was the most successful comedian. Yeah. He like would that. sell out our version of like whatever your biggest stadium is where like Beyonce would perform just to tell comedy. Mm-hmm. That is a luxury. That is an uh, amazing, amazing situation to be in. As someone who does comedy, it does not mean he is the funniest comedian in right. the world at all. No, of course There not. are many people who, even in Toronto, who I personally think are much funnier than Louis C.K. What Louis C.K. was good at was being marketable to many people uh he was extremely funny that's fair to say but the actual fact that he was able to do that means so many other stars aligned from behind the industry as we talked about he worked hard he networked he got to where he was with a lot of work it does not mean he's the funniest comedian right that's like musicians like just because you're the most famous doesn't mean exactly and that's a luxury that is something that i think so many people want that you can make mistakes like what he did And those types of mistakes should, in my opinion, make you not be able to continue to live that luxury. Right. Another thing should be consequences. There should be consequences. And I'm not saying because I don't under I'm when it comes to justice and it comes to the law. I mean, there's that's so much more confusing. I think when it comes to the luxury of the amount of success that he had, he 
should lose it. And I do not think he should be a comedian anymore because he already abused that power that he had. And I think that it is okay for him to now no longer be a voice that anyone has to listen to. Because frankly, there are many other people like him who haven't done those awful things and abused their power who are just as funny. And those are voices we can listen to. The other thing I want to say, which is again about being a comedian, is that when you're a comedian and you're a good comedian, you talk and you subvert the things that are going on in your world. He did not once mentioned in his 15-minute stand-up set that he did recently anything about the allegations. Right. He didn't anything. even address it. He didn't address it. And in my opinion... Have you listened? I haven't listened to it. I, I, it's not live. You oh, can't okay. listen to it. But people Have said it was about... about it? He talked about weight. He talked about racism and like tipping waiters. It was not brought up. And uh-huh. in my opinion... Eight months is not long enough for him to think he can come so like back. not even address it. And not even address it. In my opinion, I'm like, sorry, buddy. But even from a comedy standpoint, you lost. Because the only way that you can be a comedian and ignore that is if you know you've done something wrong and you know you're actually not good enough to deserve to come back. And like, like if you're, if you know what I mean, people are like, he's the best. He needs to come back. It's like, you know what? If he was the best, in my opinion, he would have actually spoken about it. Hmm. And he didn't. He, he took the easy road. And the other... I mean, you can come back in with opinions. The other thing I want to talk about is it's like he is the person we're talking about. People are supporting him. The victims of what he did are the people who right. they are don't suffering. gain anything. Yeah. They they were trolled online by all these people. Their whole lives are in ruins. People their careers their might names. have been ruined before this even happened because yeah. didn't he kind of he's like threatened them? Yeah. yeah. So my point is that here we are making a whole podcast about his name again. Right. This is a point that I've taken. Rachel actually showed me. Uh, an article like explaining this exact point. Like we're not talking about the victims of what he did. We're talking about him right. and he's being defended and he's being hated on, but all publicity is good publicity. Right. And it's just like, he needs to yeah. go. He needs like, to not do comedy. I agree. Like, so I'm not going to like sit here and really argue with you. Like we're mostly on the same side because what's frustrating to me in that same vein is people defending him and being like, he's allowed to come back. And like, it's been a while, but it's like, First of all, it has been eight months. Like, and we can also forgive someone, but then not forget. You know that phrase, like you forget, but you don't forget. Like, I don't think he ha- has the right to just suddenly be back at comedy. Like, that's definitely not what my point is. I guess what my point is was I was seeing this argument over like people need to redeem themselves, and and I do think okay, that is not an invalid argument, but I just don't think it's relevant to Louis C.K. And don't you think redeeming Like, if I've made a mistake, like we said, things 10 years ago, I probably said, like, words and things that I would regret now, but I was much younger and didn't know, as many people would. And I do believe if someone heard those or knew that about me, they should be going, okay, well, he's grown. it's been 10 years, he doesn't say those things anymore. You know, like, uh, growing and forgiveness are part of, like, a bit of the problem in this world, but at the extreme end, like he was sexually assaulting like so many people that it's like, and abusing his power as abusing a his power that it's like, okay, we don't need, like he can do that, but like there shouldn't be an army of people defending him because yeah, you might be saying like, Oh, but he's a good comedian. Like it's kind of like when directors, I think like there's been a couple directors that have been accused of whether it's like uh, misconduct in all sorts of ways. It's like, do you still support their art? Do you still, watch the things that they do because like technically their art is nothing to do with them but i don't know i just i'm just like there's so many other people like exactly. there's no lack of talent in this world and becoming famous is a variety of factors like of course it's like you are talented but even if one percent of people are talented that's still like millions of people who could fill that role who just didn't necessarily get the same path you got they didn't necessarily have the luck or the privilege or the whatever path that led you there and it sucks that he's done this horrible thing and then so many people are like no but he's so talented we have to let him like we have to forgive him and it's like 
Well, there's so many talented people. Like, we're not even giving them a first chance, but we're going to give him a second chance. So I was most frustrated, and I think my debate argument was more around – I don't know that we're really going to argue over anything. But my, my, yeah, my, like de- you're, yeah, you're, my debate yeah. argument was like, okay, I don't think he can't be a comedian, but I'm frustrated by the societal discussion that's more like, we should forgive him. And I'm like, no, we should be shunning him. Like, he should be reminded that he should be shamed, and it should – be the loudest discussion so that other comedians, other men or women, no matter what you are, you shouldn't sexually assault people or abuse your power in that way. And that's an important message in a field that is so predominantly filled with men, I think. And you've always talked about that, like yeah, comedy sure. as a field. So that's the frustrating part to me. I'm like, no, he like, I don't want to. Unless the law says this is like as you said, I don't know the law, so I don't know like what is and even imposed the law upon is him. So, it's just right. Like, it's, there's no point in by people. It, yeah. But all I mean is like, I cannot physically force Louis C.K. to stop performing. So, but at the end of the day, I can make my voice heard against him, or I can shun him and make that a message that other people hear. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, I, that's true. I don't know that we can stop some like it would be maybe unfair to physically say this person can no longer do this like fine he can imagine do the law court case was like you can't do comedy meeting a jerk exactly like no one yeah. can do that and that's why people are like oh there needs to be like freedom of speech and all this stuff like the government can't just stop yeah. someone from doing something but i mean at the same time he's a predator like that's why i'm frustrated like with think him. of other predators who don't have the access to money and fame that he does like what they go through when this happens when they're accused of sexual assault or anything like that like they either end up in jail or their careers are ruined and it's interesting because comedy like that is actually an interesting point to think about how like like the court isn't going to go like meeting a juror and he can't be a comedian because you know what in other a teacher like in mm-hmm. other actual jobs where like you have to happen. where you don't have power you would be shunned you would be like no you actually cannot be a teacher right now oh you actually cannot be a doctor because you have these specific mm-hmm. claims against you and i think what's frustrating is because he's a comedian and he has networked and he the comedy seller gave him the voice to do this like there there should be someone who says you can't do this and like how much time is enough time for him to go away. Eight months? Like, Yeah, that, that's like, I know like we shouldn't have to put a label on it. It's not like I'm going to say like, oh, five years is the right amount of time. But it's like, it's definitely not eight months. But like, that's why I was frustrated because I thought maybe if he like actually if he did come what, back exactly, and it, turn it into, you mean like address it? Or, or if he did what he said he was going to do, which was public and we all saw, which was take time away so he could listen, mm-hmm. right? I was thinking, okay, the best case scenario for this is that he actually is self-aware enough to think, you know what? I actually shouldn't be a comedian. Mm-hmm. There's enough discussions around comedy right it's now like, that he he could easily have been like, I had my years, my yeah, millions of dollars. I was the most dollars. successful. That's the thing that gets me to where I'm like, he is a crazy millionaire. And it's like, okay, I get it if you love comedy so much, but whatever. Like, you messed up. You had you were the top comedian for how long? And you can't no even one's wait ever gonna eight get months yeah. after you got, like, so... I don't even think it's a time of eight months. I think, in my opinion, I was he. I, I was just so surprised that he had performed because I was like, you know what? Yeah, he's done, and he's aware of that because he seems smart enough to mm-hmm. know that he's done. And I, it's frustrating. And that he'd probably only do more damage. And of course, yeah. in the same way that there's like the alt right that supports Trump, it's like of course people are gonna latch onto this idea that like yes, this man should be allowed to come back in regardless did. of sexual yeah. assault. It's, I mean, the president of the United States is also a sexual abuser, so it's like. 
those people are going to like if he's a smart person who's compassionate and actually cares about the mistakes he made, he should understand that him stepping back and being defended, he's going to be defended by people and then, who who don't care about those issues, who are fine with sexual And on assault. a micro scale and how embarrassing is it for him that he didn't bring it up mm-hmm. in his comedy? That's what I mean. Like that's one of those things that I think could help like a lot of the men who are maybe defending him just like as a comedian, just think for a second, really do you think he's that smart and worth it's we really need to hear what he has to say about tipping right now. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like the, there are how many other people yeah, are think talking about how many people are talking about tipping, tipping and racism. You know what I mean? Like why yeah. would we listen to him if he can't even address what's going on in his life, which would be the ultimate thing that a comedian of his stature should be able to do. Um, and I think he's, he's peaked. He's done. Like, and it doesn't mean that he is actually done because he obviously felt that he was back. But I was like, he seems like a smart enough person to actually go away potentially forever, live off his millions and to do something actually worthwhile, not come back and be the forward facing part of his comedy. Maybe he comes back with a press release and like literally does something where he's like, I'm going to prop up all these other comedians because mm. this is actually the job. The only way do. that I can like have for like do exactly. something impactful and important from exactly. what happened. But yeah. no, he came back in for for himself. his face yeah. in front to do a set at the comedy cellar and it's like there should be back. You can learn anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just yeah. And it, it's just like even as someone uh, okay. in comedy, I'm like he the one thing I can stress enough and I know people can't believe me, but he there are funnier people than him in Toronto who have day jobs. It's just it's true. Like he was a really great comedian but times have changed and what people are talking about have changed and humor has changed and he wasn't able to address it. And he was talking about the same thing over again. You know, it's even if he hadn't done this, his time might've been up. Okay. We don't need to hear him. That's, that's fair. One thing it, to bring it back to like debate aspect of this, <laughs> I want to ask you, are, are you consistent in this viewpoint to every artist or person who has a history of something bad that you can no longer support? Cause I'm not going to throw you into the bus by throwing out names, but I don't think, there have been people that to me I would no longer support, but you have. Yeah. I think that it's something that is obviously really important to have discussions around. I think it is like case based. I think that as we move forward and as the world becomes more binary and wrought with a lot of issues, I think that realizing how important pop culture and visibility with people is now more than ever. I'm like, yeah, I do think people need to be held accountable, but it is it always is such an interesting nuance based on what's happening. I think Louis CK and a lot of these men and like the hashtag me too movement, I think it's like really important that we realize that it's pushing society in a better way that there are people who are going to have to fall. And I do believe that that is what is right. And I do think that I personally, as someone who's even in this industry now strongly believe like, yeah, like those people actually need to go away forever because this is not an industry that is regulated in the same way. And it's an industry of luxury when you make it. Mm-hmm. And so you need to treat it like that. So you, you'll, you feel that you can like put that down consistently across anyone. Who, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you? I do, but I just, I'm thinking of an example in my head of somebody who supported that. <laughs> yeah. Well then I wouldn't support them now. Okay. Is my point. Fair. And I guess like back to that forgiveness question, I'm also thinking like he can be forgiven. It doesn't mean he now should still be the most famous comedian or most successful like there's a difference between saying like you can forgive someone and then they should just get their power back you know what yeah. i mean and i like, think those i know, are two and I think I know what you're saying like even someone like kanye west for example like i've always defended him until recently when i was like that crossed the line for me like he 
I get yeah. said crazy things that were like actually, in my opinion, like racist and absurd. Like but you're right. But it's like you know what he did to Taylor Swift, for example. I remember always thinking like. I love him. Like when he said that thing about George Bush, like I think he's actually really smart and that Taylor Swift, not a big deal, but people might be like, that was misogynist. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like that's a nuanced conversation that maybe I would have been able to have at the time. I was like, you know what? No, he was defending Beyonce and I love Kanye and he's like always speaking the truth. But now it's like, no, I'm like, I haven't listened. Like I can't listen to Kanye West's new album because I can't do it to myself. But there were times when other people might have been like, you're crazy, Greg. Why are you defending him for yelling at Taylor Swift? That's misogyny. And I might have right. not like, I guess it's it like, like that. does that open up your mind a little bit to kind of be empathetic to some people who might have a harder time because maybe they care about the messages Louis C.K. has had or like, are empathetic to him being, you know what I mean? In the same way that maybe in the past someone might've looked at you and been like, wow, you're super sexist or like, that's so pathetic that you support. I guess that's what I mean is like, I just like, it's like a hard, because I've I've just like learned a bit more about comedy. I might've been like, more, less aware and thought like you know what he's a genius right like right. he's the but best you're like there's so many great he's, comedians. yeah there's yeah. so many great comedians and again growing da- going back to that comedy part he didn't address it he did like a normal 15 minutes of jokes i'm just like that's embarrassing to me i'm like oh you're not as good as like this whole he's a genius thing i'm like really mm-hmm. really yeah no i think that bothers me as well and this like complex of like geniuses being allowed to be like assholes like people talking about steve jobs is like such a dick but like people idolize him like yeah it does it gets tired a lot of the time it's men yeah it's like an excuse for a man to do those kinds of things where it's like if a woman makes mistakes it's like they they're gone like i mean we can't get into this because we're running out of time but it's like the nanette special men were mad about that they're like this wasn't funny but it was genius. You mm. know what I mean? It's like comedy is a really amazing platform. People are listening to you. Like comedy, ugh, I mean, this is a whole other thing. Comedy's changing. It really yeah, is. For sure. It's 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 and it's like you can be on the wrong side and you can sit there and yell, but I'm sorry, it's changing. And Louis C.K., it'd probably be a lot smarter for you to have just stayed disappeared. Just enjoy your, your millions. Your Go legacy live on a beach is somewhere. you already have your legacy. Yeah. And ev- yeah, like and everything else you need. And like, how many generations of your children's children's children are going to be fine? Like, just go chill. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. (laughs) I think like that was, I mean, we weren't really debating so hard, but let us know your guys' opinions. Like if you feel very different than us or if you think the kind of the same thing, like I'm interested to see what will actually happen. And read about it. There's so many amazing articles. Like all the points that I really had are based on what people have written. Like, do you think, do you think that he's going to? try and have a full comeback yeah oh my god yeah so many of these people are that's the thing like mm-hmm. people are people are really men are really scared of the hashtag me too movement for whatever reason it's a different episode but you know what these people uh, what what has he lost really mm-hmm. you know what i mean like he's actually got to do 50 minutes of comedy seller i would kill for that mm-hmm. everyone in toronto would kill for that they're never going to get that opportunity he already got it he already got what millions of comedians would have wanted he's yeah. back wow that's really depressing. Okay, we'll see you next week. We'll do something happier. Thanks for listening. Let us know what you think. Um, at Mitchell Moffat, at Whale Watch Me, please. As always, leave us a rating on this podcast if you can. That helps the show. And tell you your friends can. about you it. You can. You probably can. It's pretty simple. Yeah, tell your friends about it. Let them know. Hashtag side like note podcast. We'll fun, be read that. debate and science. And um, we'll see you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.